0: If you remember, but you had your own podcast for a while. It was called Good Points About Skinnerd.
1: Oh, I did.
0: Yeah, you, you honestly don't remember that. No. So it was a spinoff, and at some point, I called all the bonus episodes "Good Points About Skinnerd" because you were good at making good points about Skinnerd. I would give you a ding whenever you made a good point. It was a lot of fun. Everyone loved it. Everyone remembers it, except for you, apparently. <laughs>
1: I have a very busy life, and I'm very fancy, and I don't remember because your podcast is too small for me. I'm a big shot now.
0: I get it, and I guess so. My next question, I guess you just answered, but I was wondering if you expect to continue your your podcast, Good Points about Skinnerd, into the future after uh, mine is done. It doesn't sound like there are any concrete plans at this time.
1: Well, that's very rude because my plans concrete and yes i do plan on doing that because i just want to prove that my podcast is better than yours
0: oh wow so it's a competitive thing
1: yeah it is a competitive thing
0: fair enough And welcome back. We have a very special guest today. Some call her the simple daughter. Some call her Miss Breeze. All right? remember that one. Yeah, I do. And she hates both. <laughs> Most people call her by her actual name, but I'm not doing that here. The point is, you've heard her on several episodes before. You love her. So welcome back to the podcast. My youngest child. Miss Simple Daughter Breeze.
1: (laughs) Thank you for calling me special and saying that the fans love me.
0: Both are true. I told you before, I got tons of great feedback every time you were on. It made me a little upset because it was more than I ever got, but I was also very happy for you. Joss. Yes. (laughs) That is the point. Ah. So we're going to make one final episode with you. How about that? This is the last one. Okay, we got to make it special. Last chance to talk to all the free birds out there. And it took me so long to finish this podcast that you're basically an adult now. You were a young child before. Now you're very old. But these people, the listeners, knew you when you were just a little tiny baby. And so now they get to hear you all grown up. So I've got a few plans for you today that I hope you enjoy. And you can throw in anything you want at any point. But I'm thinking we're going to do a brand new segment for this episode with you. So, you have one of the best quotes in the history of this podcast. That's one of my very favorites. People have told me it's one of theirs as well. And it was when we were looking at Skinner's album artwork from the first three albums. And there was one in particular you did not like. And you said, I like art, but I don't like this art. So it was a great moment in the Skinnerd Reconsidered history. And we're going to do a brand new segment today inspired by that. Yay! For the first and last time, that's a Skinner reference. The new segment we're going to do is called, Do You Like This Art? So the idea is we're going to get caught up. Like I just said, you already covered the first three albums, the artwork for the first three albums... So now we're going to cover the last two albums. Their cover album arts. There's five real Skynyrd albums. And that way you will have covered it all.
1: Completing collection. <laughs>
0: That's right. The completest out there. Oh, and by the way, anyone who wants to hear you talk about the first three album covers, they can check out the episode called "Bonus Episode: Good Points About Skynyrd." Released on December eleventh, twenty nineteen. So look that up if you missed it and you need more Miss Breeze in your life, like we all do.
1: (laughs) That's like a professional uh, official podcaster. Like the self promotion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're legit. You're definitely legit. It makes me feel bad because I realize how long it's taken me to do this final season. This thing's been going for uh five or six years now i think i took about two years three years off i try not to keep up with the math because it's shameful the point is let's look at some album artwork you up for it yeah so the first one up is the fourth scattered album called give me back my bullets the song give me back my bullets is a great one favorite of mine so i know this isn't a visual medium so my, maybe this is a terrible idea, but anybody listening along can pull up the album covers. And I think this one is cool. It's basically just a shot of the band with the uh, the band name and the title of the album on top in one row. And then a black and white photo on one side. And then I guess a sepia, kind of a brownish color on the other side. It's split in the middle. So I'm going to, hand this over to you because I don't know anything about art and you're a very good artist. So take a look. How does that one hit you? Does it look cool to you or not?
1: It does not. Okay. It looks like someone didn't have like two different films. They really wanted to use both of them in a photo (laughs) and they really wanted to use like an effect. Uh A little kid just got into like this picture booth. They want to use all the effects and they can't pick between Having an orange or black and white effect, the so they decided that they were going to pick both Wow. And just threw on some free text on there.
0: Oh boy! So this looks like the work of a little child to you. I yes. <laughs> see. I think it looks pretty cool. I guess. Okay. I wonder about this. Not to get too deep with it, but in the day and age of your uh, social medias and you, <laughs> your your apps, your applications, you know, you put your applications on the phone. Yeah. And you can do all these amazing things. You've seen it all already. But maybe in uh, 1970, whatever, this seemed like pretty cool, like black and white and kind of the orange brown on the other side.
1: Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. So rude. Sorry.
0: No, no, this is you. You have grown a lot and a lot has changed, but you're picking up right where you left off. (laughs) So we're all very excited to hear that, I'm sure. So now I'm going to move on to the second album cover for the day and the fifth and final overall. And this album cover is actually worth talking about. Didn't think about this beforehand. But this one is the album cover for Street Survivors by Leonard Skynyrd. So the story behind this is the album was released. I don't have my notes, but I think three days after the plane crash, And it just so happens that the album cover is the band, again, lined up. No uh, half-and-half black-and-white or orange-brown situation here, which I'm sure is a relief to you. But it's the band standing, and they're engulfed in flames. And sadly, three of the members of the band had died three days, I think, before the release of this album. And it upset one of the widows, as it rightly should. So the record label very quickly pulled all these albums and released a new album cover, which is the exact same thing, but with just a black background without any of the flames. So, of course, these guys, they went down in flames, literally, right? Yeah. And then years later... I think in some subsequent releases, they brought the flames back. But I know for those original albums with the the flames on them are uh, collector's items. So I'm saying all this without showing you the picture. So now take a look at this album cover. (laughs) I don't know what you could even say after all that. But here it is, Try.
1: You saying that they went down in flames literally? Like
0: it sounds like you were trying to make like a like a joke. No, no, <laughs> I was not trying to make a joke. Was not trying to make a joke. Uh, actually, very sad, but yes, that's what happened. So, okay, let's start with this, or maybe end with this. Imagine there—you didn't hear that story. Mm-hmm. I probably should have just shown you the album cover before that. If we could go back in time, I would. But what do you think of the album cover, just as a standalone, not knowing about the plane crash?
1: Okay, I immediately went to Street Fighters, like the video game.
0: It does look like Street Fighters. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Street
1: survivors. It's like it seems like they're trying to do like this like thing off of Street Fighters, and like but like it's poorly done because like they all are like blurry. Like, super blurry. This one guy's wearing shorts and like socks that go all the way up to his knees. Mm-hmm. And it looks like go go boots, but with socks. Like, he couldn't afford go go boots. So he decided, let's use socks. And I'm not even sure if he's wearing shoes. And they sound, they look like some of them are in summer, and then the other ones are like like are like <laughs> on the carpet the right carpet some of them like just woke up and like are just wear like just threw on some shorts and then I'm specifically looking at the in the blue shirt. I'm talking about him.
0: Artemis Pyle great drummer that's exactly who you're talking about. I agree they did not coordinate their look at all but I kind of like that and I kind of like that so Artemis is wearing the the, the uh the shorts the jean shorts. And he's got the shirt on, the blue shirt, and it says vegetarian across the front, which I'm not a vegetarian, but I actually think it's pretty cool with me with my uh, defense of Skinner as possibly uh, being filthy leftist like me, or no, not even being leftist, but just maybe not being what the current Skinner band represents as far as politics. Artemis Pyle was an old hippie. And so I kind of like him wearing the vegetarian shirt. But you're right. He doesn't fit in with the rest of the band. The look, as far as the wardrobe for each band member, does not make a lot of sense.
1: One of them looks like someone who's been vegetarian for a month and are, like, really proud of it. And just wouldn't get it in your face if they shop at Whole Foods. Is that what I'm getting? Sure. Uh,
0: yeah, I get that. You could just be a vegetarian and not wear the shirt. But but I'm also thinking back at that time, this was 1977. It probably was a big deal to do that. And, uh, you know, you got this chance for exposure about a cause you care about. So maybe you go for it. I don't know. I don't know. Simple Miss Daughter Breeze.
1: It looks like they're upset. Like, because, like, they added an extra band member from last time. So you're trying to keep him hidden by putting him, like, engulfed in the flames. I don't even know what engulfed means. I don't know why I use that.
0: Oh, that's exactly what it means.
1: And they just try to hide him in the flames, like, hide him in the band to not upset people and just push him back there.
0: Okay, that's insane because, listeners, I swear to you, there's no way you would know this. He is absolutely a new band member. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Yeah, she is talking about the late great Steve Gaines, who is one of the people that died tragically on the plane crash and who debuted on this album, was an amazing guitar player. And somehow you figured out from the album cover that he was a new guy.
1: Yeah, because they put him back, like the other guys had like his false bonds. They're touching and every, like, touching their shoulders. And this at it like, they act like he's just sick and just pushing him away. They're trying to keep him hidden. The fire, that's why, like, the fire sparks up right where he is, keeping him a little hidden. And he's farther back than everyone else.
0: I truly can't believe this. You guessed that the late, great Steve Gaines was a new band member. He, of course, died in the plane crash. This was the first and the last Skinnerd album that he appeared on. And that's absolutely him in the red shirt. I honestly, I don't care about the rest of this podcast because I know my daughter is a genius and that's all that matters. My mind is blown. And this is not a setup, guys. I know I like to do some goofing around on here, some shenanigans, and this is not one of them. So I'm not going to ask you another thing about this album cover. Because we've nailed it. But since you're on a roll, let's discuss a little bit more art. Yay! And probably the most important art. And by that, I mean the original logo and the new logo for my Skinnard Reconsidered podcast. I want you to give your honest opinion. All right. So I'm going to pull up my uh, original logo. And let's see what you think. This is the one that the listeners knew for years. It's got the Eagle in the background. Skinnered in blue. reconsider in orange. And then the orange three guitars on the top.
1: Okay, I get where you're going for. Like, you want to have Freebird, their most popular song in. Mm-hmm. three guitars is a big part of their gimmick.
0: Gimmick, okay.
1: Okay, but I feel like... It doesn't seem original. Mm-hmm. It feels like something very basic. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think the colors are a good choice. <laughs> I like the black, so I'm a big fan of black and gray. Yeah. But, like, the red, I like the blue. But the red and, like, the orange or red. I feel like you should have just picked orange or red. Like, you can't pick both.
0: Uh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so, I just thought it was orange, but See, I don't know.
1: feel so, like... The guitars, like, they have an electric guitar, so why would it have a hole in the middle hmm. when they have an electric guitar? And I wow. feel like you just didn't, it shows that you didn't know about the guitars at the time. Oh. Because it has, it's like a combination between electric or acoustic.
0: That's a good point. Has, oh, damn. Yeah.
1: Like, like, the, like, the triangle head, like, a guitar, electric guitar would have, like, it shows that it's an electric guitar, but the circle in the middle just really throws me off yeah that's a new, an acoustic guitar thing that sounds so rude to be so nitpicky but the bird looks nice
0: mm-hmm. good looking bird
1: yeah it's a good looking bird uh i think the bird
0: <laughs> i think i've had enough Can, on a scale of one to five Skinners, how would you rate this original logo
1: I in between
0: it, two or three. Two or three. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, can I explain myself? Yes. So as you know, I have zero artistic abilities when it comes to you know visual arts, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So here's the fascinating truth behind this logo that I wrote for years. When I started this podcast, I was very determined to do it all by myself with no help because I had never done anything creative without some sort of collaboration. So I got on canva.com, which I could see you're laughing. I didn't even know what that was. I Googled how to make a logo and I used pre-produced shapes and forms to make a logo. There's a hole in that. There's an acoustic guitar because I wanted three guitars that looked different. And those are the first three that I found. (laughs) And here's the thing. The stakes were low at the time because I I never even thought about anyone ever listening to this. I was just going to do it for my dad and for my friends. Didn't think anyone would ever listen. Never, ever thought I would actually do every song. We'd be this far along. So, yeah, it's not great, but uh, part of me is very embarrassed, (laughs) and part of me, I think it has a certain charm, because I was doing my best at a a time where, uh, before it went mainstream, man, and, like, the whole world was talking about this podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, so moving along.
1: Moving on quick.
0: I think we should. What do you think then about the new podcast logo? We're going to stop. I don't want to influence your rating or your opinions, but here is the new logo, and I want to get your review of this art.
1: I like the style. I like the gradient between brown and black. I think it gives a nice. It's not. It's a little subtle, but like a good amount of subtle. And I like how they actually use all electric guitars this time. No acoustic.
0: Mm, smart move.
1: <laughs> the whiskey like has some of the songs. And I, you know that that's my favorite type of microphone, because I like that type of microphone. Same here. It's cool, because I like Elf, like that one Elfix Gerald doll I had. It reminds me of that, and I like that. But I think the placement of the, the cigar is a little weird, because it seems like it's just kind of floating. And I think the hat reminds me of Uncle Sam. It's hmm. <laughs> cool look. I like the skeletons. I'm a big fan of skeletons. I think everything's well done but the cigar and the hat. I love the background. I think it would have been cool if like, maybe the background was like a vinyl record. That would be kind of cool.
0: Hmm. Good idea.
1: Like for the circle... But honestly that may be too much going on. So I can see why they didn't go for that. And I think it has a really cool look. It gives me like a pirate look and they they try to go for like a more southern look. And I like it. You can tell like that this was made by someone who knows about the band. It has like a a big southern influence with like the stars, like very patriotic, the whiskey. And the microphone, because that microphone, definitely whenever I see that microphone, I think of like Louisiana, like soul music, jazz music.
0: Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. See, that makes perfect sense to me. And this was made by a guy who is kind of an expert on Southern culture. I've talked about this before, but he is in the, the amazing band. He's not in the amazing band. He is the band, the legendary Shack Shakers. He's the leader of that band. He's also written multiple books about the South. He's made a documentary about the South, about Southern culture, especially Gothic Southern culture. So he gets it. It's got all the Southern elements, like you said, and the Skinner elements. And yeah, one of the things I love about it is how cool this guy's band is. So that obviously helps the whole story and the meaning to me and I've done this a little bit before, but let's play just a brief snippet, a little clip, clipperoo from this guy's band. Why are you trying not to laugh? Clipperoo? Right. You can laugh when I say clipperoo. I'm not trying to be cool. I am trying to be funny. Maybe you're laughing because I'm trying to be funny and it's not funny. I no, Let's shut up and listen. Let's shut up and listen to this cool song by the legendary Shaq Shakers, who is led by... Colonel J.D. Wilkes, who made my logo. Tree boogie by the legendary Shack Shakers from what is still my favorite album of theirs. It's called Cockle Doodle Do D E A U X, which will tie into the song we're about to play. What'd you think of that one?
1: I actually really liked it. It had like a nice southern gothic sounds. I think that's a good way to describe it. I do too. It yeah. seems like different when I feel like country music can be very repetitive, but they're going for like a new style and it's definitely working for them. And it seems like they're like, it doesn't seem like you're trying too hard. It feels like it just naturally works.
0: Yeah. That's what's cool about them. They're like blues rock and country rock, but also pretty heavy. And they're just combining a lot of different genres and it works for me. Check out their debut album. And thank you again, Colonel JD Wilkes, who is an actual Kentucky colonel for providing me with this amazing logo and buy a t-shirt? Because it has a cool logo on it.
1: I'm not even saying consider buying a t-shirt. Like, just sort of buy
0: I mean, I'm not asking. I'm telling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You'd be fooled not to buy one of these shirts, simple daughter of Miss Breeze.
1: I could actually genuinely wear that.
0: I hope so, because we're going to have a lot left over. <laughs> and- so look, I, I hate this. I'm going to keep this going for hours, because this is the very last time you'll ever be on Skinner Reconsidered. And at the very end of this podcast, I don't think I ever made you a Skinner fan, and that's okay. That's a strong no, head shaking. You know all I care about. I mean, first of all, you can be whoever you want to be, but... I do care that you enjoy some type of music, which you 100% do. You're so into music now. You have thousands of songs on your own personal library now, many of which you learned from me and many, many more that you did not. (laughs) I do think you've started to enjoy some of the Americana or alt country, Southern rock type of music that I like. It's a very small part of your catalog, but... You you like some of it, which is cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: But again, all that matters is you're into music and you've got your own thing, which is how it's supposed to work. But there is one particular song that stands out. It's one that you love and that I love, and we often play it in the car. We love to sing along. And it's a great song. In a lot of ways, it sounds like Skinnered in the 90s. On top of all that, this song references specifically leonard skinnard so i think it makes sense for me and you to go out on this podcast with this song the name of the song is dixie Bodorant. it's by a man named dan baird and dan baird was the leader of a band called the georgia satellites do you remember this do you know this no okay most listeners will remember this band, if they do it all, for their hit song called Keep Your Hands to Yourself. This was a great song that I think helped spark the resurgence of Southern rock as a popular genre of music in the late 80s and the early 90s, with the Black Crows being the, the biggest example of that. But this song, Keep Your Hands to Yourself, came out in 1984. It was on MTV all the time. They had a cool video. For those that don't remember, or those that don't know, like you, Simple Daughter, let's take a quick listen to Jog Your Memory. I bet you know this. I love it. Your mom loves it. your hands to yourself okay so as soon as i played that song you recognized it immediately right
2: yes
0: just didn't know that the song title do you like that one
1: i genuinely i say genuinely a lot of this podcast
0: i don't think so well i don't know you say it the right amount i think so that's a good one and then our guy dan baird
1: he made a little Dixie Borderan, which is just an absolute bop. It's very good. It's I don't really know what music genre I would consider it. What would you consider
0: it? I think it's Southern Rock.
1: Yeah, see Southern Rock. I think
0: it's I think it's just like Skinner, but 20 years later. Which is kind of why I want to play it, in addition to the fact that we love it. Yeah, so after the Georgia satellites. Success, luckily for Me and You, Simple Daughter, he released a solo album. It's called Love Songs for the Hearing Impaired. And the very last track on this album is the one we're about to play. This album was produced by the great Brendan O'Brien and executive produced by Rick Rubin, which probably means Rick Rubin did nothing as usual. So here's the thing about Rick Rubin. Do you know who that is? No. I like to complain about him. Some of my uh, podcast friends do as well. He obviously has some talent somehow, somewhere, but he seems to be very lazy and just in the right place at the right time. He always produces these big records, like really famous stuff, all genres, Run DMC, Beastie Boys, to Johnny Cash, to Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know. All these huge bands. (laughs) But... They always tell you that he's just kind of this guru type with a long beard and no shoes on that lies down on the couch and sets a cool mood while the band does all the work. <laughs> and and so I got to say this here. I mentioned the Black Crows before. They they kind of became the big southern rock band in the 90s after this Georgia Satellite song. And I actually believe this story because the singer told this story, but he's not always trustworthy. But the drummer, Steve Gorman, who is more trustworthy, said the same thing. When the Black Crows were first coming up, they lived in Atlanta, Georgia, in Cobb County, and Rick Rubin signed them. He was on Rick Rubin's record label. And his big idea, apparently, allegedly, was to rename the Black Crows the Cobb County Crows, because they lived in Cobb County, but spelled with all K's. Cobb County Crows, KKK.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Because Rick Rubin knows how to sell records and knows nothing about the South. And so that was his big idea. And the story is the band, at least a couple of them, threatened to kick his ass when he said that they weren't those kind of guys at all. They're not racist pieces of shit. Right. Mm -hmm. So they were furious. So they refused. Of course, they stayed as the black crows. They became very successful. And here's a quote from Chris Robinson. He says, quote, this will tell you where our relationship started and where it ended with American records which is Rick Rubin's label. If anyone owns a copy of Shake Your Money Maker, that's the first album, on the first million pressings of that, Rick's name is not on it. After we sold our first million records, he put on the very top, executive producer, Rick Rubin. So, I don't know. It seems like maybe the kind of guy he is. But enough of that. I think we should play our song that we love so much.
1: Yeah, it sounds good to
0: me. So here we go. Let's turn it up. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I love this song. I
2: love
0: it so much. Sorry to pause it so soon, but I once met a beautiful girl from Louisiana as well. You know what I did to her?
1: Yeah, you married
0: her. I married her. That's what I did to her. Then I made some great people with her, including you. Gotta say one thing here you know i always say this podcast is a family affair my uncle actually sent this song to me about two years ago
1: Really?
0: yeah and that's when i got into it you know this of course my uncle and i are both big music lovers and we send music to each other almost every night so he sent me this one and he loves it and i love it and now you love it yeah. so that's three generations loving old dixie boat So a quick update on Dan Baird. He went on to collaborate after his big hit with the Georgia Satellites and the solo album. He recorded a lot more albums, but he also went on to collaborate with a bunch of artists I love, like members of Jason and the Scorchers. And he played with Todd Snyder, who's a favorite of mine. He also played with Will Ho. And so he, had, he went on to have a really cool career for himself and kind of became one of these respected guys. He's considered one of the Pioneers of alt country or cowpunk music, as some call it. We'll get back in. the big Skinner reference. It's probably obvious, but I'll read the lyrics in case you missed it. Well, they pulled into the parking lot. They saw a flashing sign that said, wet t-shirt contest every Saturday night. Well, Tina looked at Dixie, said, one of us can win that prize. Well, Tina didn't win because she danced to Twisted Sister. But when Dixie told the DJ, give me three steps, mister. All the gentlemen in the audience began to rise. So, of course, Dixie won the wet t-shirt contest that I shouldn't be talking about with my daughter by playing the great Skinner song, Give Me Three Steps. If you want to win anything in the South, put on some Skinner, right? Yeah, it
1: wouldn't work with
0: me, though. It wouldn't work with you or a lot of other people, but well, you work with the majority of the crowd. Okay, so we're almost done with this song and uh, this podcast episode, your final appearance. So I say we should go out with us both singing along like we do in the car. It's kind of like when you go to a concert and you know they come out and do an encore and they have a special guest come out and they all sing along together to end it, right? We're going to do a version of that, I think. And for the record, Neither of us claim to be great singers, but we're going to have fun, right? Yeah. Is there any last words for the Freebirds before we sing this one out?
1: Oh, gosh. You put a lot of pressure on me.
0: Doesn't have to be. Let
1: me think of something
0: to say. Take
1: your time. It's been six years. Still hate Skinner, but I still like music.
0: <laughs> Would you say you like music But you don't like Skinner music? Yeah I don't like this music <laughs> Okay But baby I like you And I'm really glad That you did all these episodes with me And the listeners got to know you a little bit And we both love this song So Let's do it like only we can <laughs> It was singing Come on Dixie Dixie buddy, Where Come on, Dixie. Who says you
2: can?
0: Come on, Dixie. Little Dixie bought Come on, now. Sing it. Come on, Dixie. Dixie bought Simple daughter. Come on, Dixie. Who says you can? Come on, Dixie. Little Dixie bought One last time. Miss Breeze. Come on, Dixie. Little Dixie Actually, one more last time. Come on, Dixie. Little Dixie, father That's right. Love you, Simple Daughter. Thanks for listening, friends. We're out of here.